people trying to get their attention. So make sure that you're showing up every day. Um, and then another one I would say is providing, you know, content that makes people want to engage. A lot of times people will kind of like try to post like other people or don't really take the time to plan their content and it shows and that makes people want to unfollow you and not engage with you. Hello, and thank you for joining us on Posh Talks Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Women Living Intentional, a group created for those who are looking and ready to live in purpose. Now over to your host, Tayani Tellis. Hello, and welcome to Posh Talks Podcast, where living intentional consists of high vibes and posh lifestyles. I'm your host, Tayani Tellis, and today's episode is Making an Income While Making an Impact. Today, today's quote states, you cannot get through a single day without having an impact on the world around you. What you do makes a difference, and you have to decide what kind of difference you want to make. That quote was by Dan Goodall. Now, before we get into today's episode, this podcast is sponsored by Intentional Investments. Our BizBox program is finally live, guys. Are you interested in starting a business but cannot seem to find the creativity or clarity and better yet, resources or time to see the business through? Where our newest program, BizBox, is your business solution in a box. We will provide you with the support from start to finish, from branding to marketing, we have you covered. The only thing you worry about is your launch date. For more information, email info at intentionallyposh.com or click the link provided in the show notes. Now, to get into today's episode, Ashley states that after being so inspired by so many young and prosperous entrepreneurs surrounding her, she decided, to, she decided to start her consulting company to aid entrepreneurs, creatives, and entertainers in solidifying their business and establishing their brands. Hey, girl, hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am well. I am super excited to learn about your journey as an entrepreneurship and how everything got started for you. So can you just walk us through your journey from working with a Fortune 500 company into entrepreneurship? Yes, of course. So um, when I graduated law school back in 2017, I moved to Atlanta about two to three months after. Um, I got hired as an NDA slash contract specialist, and I was doing non-disclosure agreements and other contracts for the company. Um, after a couple months working with the company, I decided to quit and take the bar. Um, about like a month or two into studying for the bar, I decided that I didn't want to do that anymore. So I said, okay, I'm going to go back to job searching. Searching, searching for jobs. Um, I got denied my dream job um, that I really, really wanted to work at at Turner. And I kept searching, applying for jobs, and was getting zero um, response, like not even a rejection letter. It was like my emails or my applications were not even getting seen or not even getting pushed through the system. Um, so shortly after that, I realized this was, you know, God telling me that you need to pursue what you're doing full time. Um, so in that particular time, that's when I decided to stop the job search and uh, pursue entrepreneurship in my business full time. 
Yes, yes. I simply love it. I love it. Now, you mentioned that, you know, you were studying for your bar and you quickly found out that was something that you did not want to no longer pursue. What was that like for you at that moment? Was it something where you were just like, I don't feel like this is purpose-led, or did you just find passion in something else? What was that for you? Um, It was just one of those days where I'm like, I really don't want to do this anymore. Um, It was partially purpose and passion kind of mixed together. Um, I don't know, sometimes you just get those feelings or you just wake up one day and you're like, I really don't want to do this anymore. Um, And I just, I told my parents, I'm not going to do this. I I told the bar association, I'm like, hey, I don't want to take this anymore. And they're like, okay, well, if you ever want to take it again, you just got to pay the fee. And I was like, okay. Um, So it was just kind of like hard to explain. It was just one of those gut feelings like, yeah, I really don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, I completely understand that. Now, I know you have two brands, A&S Consultant and Creator, and you're a creator of Corporate Curly Brand. I want to talk Mm -hmm. about these brands for a couple of minutes. What was the inspiration behind each business? So the A&S Consulting business was created to basically bridge the gap between consumers and businesses. Um, So basically, I'm there to work with businesses and discuss how we can get their message across that, um, you know, their consumers will receive it. And basically, like I said, just bridge that gap on and offline. Um, A lot of times people don't understand the basics of online marketing, which is really creating engaging content that your consumers want to see and being consistent. Like, that's really it. Um, so that's why I decided to create that company to kind of bridge that gap because I come not only from a consumer standpoint but also as a business owner and as an influencer. Um, so I really am able to see things from different perspectives. Um, so that was kind of the the vision behind that. The corporate curly brand, uh, which is something that I no longer um, I don't want to say pursue. It's kind of at a standstill. But I originally created it for natural hair women in corporate America um, because I was realizing a lot of us were sharing the same experiences and I wanted to create like a platform or a place for us to, you know, share those experiences, have resources and kind of go through that together. Um, But like I said, right now, that's not something that I'm currently pursuing or working on right now. That brand is kind of on hold. But I actually um, created a subdivision of my company, um, called the 404 Agency, where it's an entertainment, a full-blown entertainment inter- agency, excuse me, where we focus on marketing, consulting, PR services, and brand development. Um, so that's like the newest venture that I'm working on. I've been working with artists and entertainers, and I wanted to make it separate from um, my corporate consulting company. Yes, yes, I love it. Now, um, something that just stood out to me was that, you know, with your new brand, you're very specific about um, the type of clients that you want to work with. How were you mm-hmm. able to niche, narrowly niche your market to only working with a specific um, type of client? Um, well, I always wanted to work in entertainment, um, so that's something that's always been a part of my goal. Um, and I love the entertainment industry. I love working with artists. Um so it just came naturally. I just realized that this is what I want to do. These are the type of people that I want to work with. Um, and then I kind of just narrowed in and focused on getting those type of clients. 
Gotcha, gotcha. So when, um, I want to talk about engagement because that's a topic that has been very relevant um, on my social media account, and I get a lot of DMs about it, especially around the noise of, you know, of course, like the bots and the analytics and, you know, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> trying to beat that world of social media. So when it comes to increasing engagement online, what do you see a lot of entrepreneurs do wrong? Um, well, first, they don't engage. Like, that's number one. You'll find a lot of times people don't respond to comments. They don't respond to DMs. They don't go live. They don't post on their story. So that's the mere the mere uh, minimum is engaging with other people. A lot of people don't do that. Um, so that's one of the biggest mistakes. Um, another one is consistency. And I tell people all the time that people aren't going to support you if you're not consistent because there's thousands of other people trying to get their attention. So make sure that you're showing up every day. Um, And then another one I would say is providing, you know, content that makes people want to engage. A lot of times people will kind of like try to post like other people or don't really take the time to plan their content, and it shows, and that makes people want to unfollow you and not engage with you. Yeah. Yeah, so how can a person, like, increase their engagement and get people actively involved in their content, their polls, et cetera? Because I know a lot of people, um, they do, you know, they are doing the posting. They are trying to get the engagement. However, you know, they don't have the active um, responses to the things that they put out. Uh, One thing I would say, one of my secrets that I love to tell people is engage with bigger accounts. Um, that fall within your niche. So, for instance, um, there's a reason why your favorite celebs and IG models are consistently posting under Shade Room comments because Shade Room is known for the comments and people will literally go there just to read them. Um, so if you're posting funny comments, you're literally getting free traffic directly to your profile. So I always advise people to comment and interact with bigger accounts, um, add your two cents under content, answer questions um, that people have posted, interact with the people that commentate because that's already your target audience. Um, So that's like one of the biggest secrets that I would use. And again, if you're not getting the engagement that you want, ask your followers what is content and what are some things that they like to see. And then also look at your analytics to see what type of content gets the biggest engagement and start creating more of that content. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. So, um, like, how has your community been able to impact the growth and development of your business um, when you first start out? Whether it's you just showing up and being confident, or the freedom, you know, to um, allow or determine your own path. How were you able to build your community, and how have they supported you throughout this? Um, Being consistent and being myself, I always tell people you'll attract your tribe when you start to be yourself, Um, Mm -hmm. and that's what draws people to me, whether it's the way I look, how I talk, um, my tone, et cetera. Um, I'm a very, like, down-to-earth person. I'm not a super, like, glitz and glammed-up person at all. So a lot of times you'll see me on my stories with, like, my scarf on, no makeup, and really just being my everyday self, and a lot of people can see themselves in that. Um, And my community has helped me tons in terms of, like, word of mouth and referrals are huge. Um, Reposting my content, I tell people, you know, if you create your good content, your followers will do the work for you. 
So a lot of times people will find me through pe- other people reposting me, talking about me, mentioning me, et cetera. Um, so, yeah, I love that. And I think um, the biggest thing, like, I really love um, about you is, number one, the color of your hair. It is, like, <laughs> I love the red hair. And I think it's – I love it so much because it's, like, bold and it's out the norm of what people would typically expect from um, a professional. Um, I think we've been boxed in for so long to, you know, you have to wear this and you have to look like this and your hair has to be like this. So I think, like, even with just your looking itself, it already attracts people to want to know more. Like, even mm-hmm. if it's like, what does she do? Or, you know, how is she able to do what she do with the color of her hair? And I think that is very unique about you. So how were you able, like, to fearlessly show up and do that? Because, like I said, a lot of people struggle with that. You know, like, I want to have my hair like this. I want to wear this, but I don't want to be shamed in the same Breath. Mhm. Um, I've never been shamed for the color of my hair. When I was, I've been red since under. Well, I take that back. I was red, <clears throat> then black, then light brown, then blonde. I've been a bunch of different colors. <laughs> but um, when I was working corporate America, my hair wasn't as bright as this, but it definitely was right. red. Um, I'm the type of person, if you're going to do something, do it and show up with confidence. No one's ever shamed me for the color of my hair, my tattoos, et cetera. Um, And then when I left corporate America, I was like, well, great, I can go even brighter now. I got my nose pierced. Um, But realizing that corporate American culture is changing, like a lot of people who worked at my um, building, they had different colored hair. They had sleeves of tattoos showing. Um, So I definitely think that the culture is changing. Um, But like I said, for me, if someone doesn't want to work with me because of the color of my hair, then that's not a person that's a part of my tribe. That's not something that I want to be, you know, interacting with. But like I said, thankfully, I've never been – I mean, I've spoken at multiple colleges. Um, I've spoken at multiple conferences. My hair hasn't ever really been an issue. Because I think it's, you know, that's what comes with the package. But, again, like you said, that's definitely something people are interested in and attracted to. And if you're not, then cool. I'm not for everybody. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and I definitely agree with you because, like, I recently had red hair. And it wasn't as bright as yours. (laughs) But, Mm -hmm. you know, it was definitely brighter than what I was used to. And I was like, I really like it because, it brought on a different attention, but it was just, like, also, like, wow, like, you know, I felt a difference. So I just, that question came to my mind because I'm like, you know, a lot of times we don't do things because we're already kind of pre-judging ourselves and, you know, expecting the worst and thinking, okay, well, what are people going to say? Are people going to want to still work with me? And now I'm just, like, addicted to color hair now that I'm just, like, well, I went back, and my boyfriend's like, I think you should try another color. <laughs> so definitely, definitely, I love the fact, you know, that you're showing up fearlessly. So, um, like, what are one or two strategies you can provide our listeners with as a startup who have no audience and are looking to actively draw brand awareness slash a presence? Um, one of the things I would 
first do is come up with a business plan and figure out what type of audience that you're trying to attract. That's super important because you can't create content for people who you don't know you're attracting. Um, next, I would actively spend time getting your business basics together from like your domain name, your website, um, you know, email list, all these things, have them together because your portfolio, because once people start working with you, they're going to ask you for these things. Um, another thing is to look at profiles and people who you want to be like or who are in your niche and who are successful. That's something that I do actively. Um, I always look at different people's profiles who are, you know, farther ahead than me and are doing more than me just to see, you know, what can I improve on and things of that nature. Um, study a lot. Always be a student. Um, a lot of people think when school is over, you're done learning, and that's not the case at all. Um, always try to intake new information, learn new techniques. I'm trying to think of those. Um, and just know it's a process. It takes time. You're not going to make a million dollars, six figures in your first month. Like, it never happens like that. So just remember, you know, to to love the process and to enjoy every moment and where you are in your journey. Yes, I love it. So I want to talk a little bit more about your consulting firm um, because we're definitely getting close to the end, but I do want for those who are listening, um, can you tell our listeners a little bit more about, you know, that business and the services that you offer? Yes, for sure. So <clears throat> my consulting company is more so focused on helping those in corporate America, like I said, when it comes to content strategy, um, auditing, as well as hosting workshops. Um, so like I said, those more are like corporate bigger businesses. But I do also offer in my personal brand services and things for smaller businesses and entrepreneurs that need help with marketing, branding, et cetera. I have tons of digital products, ebooks, guides, and courses, which can be found at anfdigitalproducts.com. Um, I also offer Instagram audits as well as custom 30-day content strategies. And then I also create media kits, service decks, and pitch decks for people as well. Yes, I love it. I love it. So do you have any courses or resources that you provide to help entrepreneurs increase their engagement? Yes. So I have a engagement guide that's on um, my digital product, products website, again, anfdigitalproducts.com, and it teaches you all hacks and basically tips that I use to increase my engagement organically. No bots or paid followers. Yes, yes, yes. That is super amazing. So, I mean, are there any last words of advice that you would like to give um, our listeners? If not, how can they find you and support you? Um, I guess just some last words or advice would be, like I said, just be consistent, keep going, and don't let the amount of likes fool you. People are always watching you. I tell that all the time. Like, I've gotten tons of opportunities from social media from people who don't even follow me or don't even have an Instagram, but they'll just be looking at my profile. So I always tell people to show up even when you don't think people are clapping for you because that consistency and longevity is really going to be um, what makes you win. So I guess that would be my last words. Um, and then you guys can follow me on Instagram, I-M-A-S-H-L-E-Y-N-I-C-O-L-E-E. 
Um, you can find me on Facebook, Ashley France. You can find me on LinkedIn, Ashley France. And you can find me on Twitter, um, which is spelled a little bit different. I, the letter M, Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-Y, and then another Y, <laughs> and then N-I-C-O-L-E. I love it. I love it. I love it. I super love it. Um, guys, this episode was super amazing. It was sweet, it was short, and it was to the point. And I want to thank you again, Ashley, for being such a powerhouse. Um, I've been following you for a while, and it's super amazing, you know, to see all that you have done. And I hope that our listeners do connect with you, do support you, and also sign up for her courses and um and all of her other services that she has that can help elevate and take your brands to the next level. Also, remember to subscribe to www.intentionallypodcast.com for upcoming episodes. If you know anyone who can benefit from this podcast, please pass it along. The more people you bring to this particular platform, it helps build our community, and we're able to keep providing you with valuable content and episodes. Also, do not forget to subscribe and leave us a review. I love hearing from you. My team loves hearing from you, and it helps us grow as a brand. Always, again, have a high vibe and such a week. Thank you again for listening to Posh Talks Podcast. This podcast was brought to you and sponsored by Women Living Intentional and Intentional Investments. Want to learn more about us? Check us out at intentionallyposh.com. And as always, have a high vibe intentional week.